Portions of our broadcast day made possible by Internet media providers, makers of Patriot. With Patriot, every news channel in the world is at your fingertips. The Patriot. For more information, look for the link to Internet media providers on this website or app, or visit us directly at www.internetmediaproviders.com. In our society, we striving for a message from God. God's messages transcend age, gender, socioeconomic status, ethnicities, religious persuasions, political affiliations, and cultural restrictions that encourage and inspire people to become saved, delivered, and set free from the bond of sin, as well as, gain a closer relationship with God. This is God's inputs for you with Evangelist. Dr. Sharon Westbrooks. Greetings and salutations. I'm Evangelist Dr. Sharon Westbrooks, the host of God's Input for You on the Resilient Christian Radio Network. Thank you for joining me for this broadcast. I appreciate each of you for tuning in. The focus of this broadcast is approaching and overcoming COVID-19 with a Christian perspective. Over the course of a few weeks, COVID-19 became a pandemic, changing the global landscape immensely. Billions of people across the world were, and at the time of my recording of this broadcast, are confined to their homes. Leaders of countries, states, counties, cities, and municipalities have imposed stay-at-home orders and community isolation measures to curb the virus spread. For that reason, social and or physical distancing, wearing protective masks and gloves in public are the new norms. And Americans are now using new terms such as social distancing, herd immunity, and flattening the curve. The United States has all but halted except for essential services that includes grocery stores, gas stations, hospitals, pharmacies, and financial institutions. Entire cities, counties, and businesses are not open. Consequently, small and large businesses are collapsing by the day. Numerous employers have sent and are sending their employees home to telework, and many other workers were furloughed or lost their jobs. This period of time is the harshest downturn for American workers in history. America experienced an unprecedented 20.5 million loss of jobs in April 2020 alone, tripling the unemployment rate to 14.7% in early May, which is the highest since the Great Depression era of the 1930s. Additionally, over the past two months, more than 36 million Americans filed unemployment insurance claims, and over 2.9 million Americans filed for unemployment benefits in the week ending May 9th, surprising economists' estimates for such claims. And it is only set to worsen as cut spread white-collar work. Listeners, at the time of my recording this broadcast, cruises and thousands of flights are canceled. Colleges and universities closed or sent students home to watch lectures and complete their coursework online. Public schools closed. Concerts, parades, festivals, and sporting events postponed or canceled altogether. Funeral services are limited to 10 attendees. Churches and public religious gatherings are asked to limit their attendees to a level that allows six feet among attendees. Hospitals and nursing homes are unfortunately not allowing their patients to have visitors. Consequently, 
family members are not allowed to visit their loved ones. Not even those loved ones fighting for their lives to survive the devastating effects of COVID-19. Additionally, there is not enough medical staff, rooms, protective equipment, and supplies in some hospitals. Medical officials deem COVID-19 as the worst public health crisis in generations, an estimate death tolls to double over the course of a week. The stock market experienced unparalleled impacts throughout the world. And in the United States, recent stock market volatility levels rival or surpass those last seen in October 1987 and December 2008, and even before that in the late 1929s and the early 1930s. Subsequently, economists predict that even more economic pain is in the forecast. As a result of COVID-19's deadly trail and economic impact, world-renowned scientists, physicians, researchers, nurses, public health officials, infectious disease experts, billionaire entrepreneurs, and leaders at all levels of society across the world are collaborating in a seeming united effort to battle against this invisible, deadly, debilitating disease that is creating havoc across the world. However, despite their current efforts, as of my recording of this broadcast, the previously referenced great minds have not developed a vaccine or useful means to cure or stop this deadly pathogen. Consequently, COVID-19 is flourishing and spreading across the United States and national borders, leaving in its wake uncertainty, anxiety, fear, anger, frustration, worry, and many more negative emotions that I'll refer to frequently throughout this broadcast as stressors or stress. It is as though we are seeing the world through the pen of a great fictional novelist or a, a, um, a Hollywood screenwriter who wrote about a terrible pandemic in an effort to obtain a Golden Globe or Grammy or the coveted Oscar. But what is happening currently is not a mere fictional story penned by someone with a creative imagination. It is a real life tragedy and happening even as I orate this broadcast. For as I expressed previously, at the time of my recording of this broadcast, there is no cure, vaccine, or viable medical treatment for COVID-19. Consequently, many people across the world have and are succumbing to the COVID-19 disease in massive numbers, leaving families to deal with the devastating losses of loved ones. And unfortunately, the direct and indirect consequences of the virus are growing by the day as noted by the increase in infections and death numbers and the economic turmoil, which will likely result in millions of more people suffering from the virus itself and billions dealing with its indirect costs both now and in the future. One of the most significant indirect costs of COVID-19 is the collective strain it is causing on our mental health. Polls denote that as COVID-19 increases, so is the indirect cost of mental health issues throughout America. A February survey revealed that 36% of U.S. adults are experiencing a serious impact on their mental health due to the virus. A poll during mid-March revealed that 78% of men and 82% of women in the U.S. are either somewhat or extremely concerned about the COVID outbreak. 
A poll taken in April by the American Psychiatric Association noted that nearly half of Americans were anxious about getting COVID-19. Additionally, close to two-thirds were concerned about a family member catching it, and two-thirds of people also fear the long-lasting economic implications. And a more recent Gallup poll finds that daily stress and worry plague 84% of American adults. And last month, the Disaster Distress Helpline at the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration saw an 891% increase in call volume compared with the same time last year. The National Hotline, which provides emergency help to people suffering from emotional distress, received more than 22,000 calls and text messages in one day seeking help amid the COVID-19 crisis. Noted psychiatrists and psychologists are predicting that the indirect aftershock of COVID-19 will have an extreme negative mental health impact on Americans and people all around the world for decades to come, resulting in a catastrophic mental health crisis that has never been measured to such great magnitude in the history of mankind. Listeners, with the progression of COVID-19 into a global pandemic, news of rising numbers of those infected and rising death tolls, epic unemployment rates, stock market instability, physical isolation from loved ones, general disruption of our day-to-day lives, and for many, a loss of routine and purpose, it is not surprising that Americans across all walks of society find themselves worried, nervous, fearful, anxious, or downright stressed. In many ways, this is very understandable. Stress and anxiety are common, natural reactions to the unknown, which is a fitting descriptor for our current situation. We're not familiar with COVID-19, and that lack of knowledge promotes worry and fear. When faced with stressful situations, generally people try to take comfort in our normal day-to-day routines, but that too is disrupted temporarily by COVID-19. So, what about you? Have you considered the state of your loved one's mental health? How is your own mental health? Is COVID-19 and its devastating effects and impact on our society causing you to feel overwhelmed, frustrated, panicked, distressed, angry, afraid, depressed, lonely, anxious, stressed, or some other harmful emotion? Let's be real. Even as children of God, we experience moments when things are seemingly too intense and hard for us to deal with. We are human. We are not like some fictional character like Mr. Spock from the Star Trek series, whose responses to all situations were always based on logic and never emotional. But God created us in his image. He is emotional. God's emotions are revealed in the scriptures. Therefore, God created us as emotional beings. We feel love, joy, happiness, guilt, anger, disappointment, fear, and various other emotions. And sometimes our emotions are pleasant to experience and sometimes they aren't. Therefore, in addressing COVID-19, we must acknowledge that as human beings, we may experience uncertainty, frustration, 
anger, moments of depression, or feel overwhelmed momentarily, or become very concerned. And yes, we will experience stressors and stress. And each of these descriptors relates to a fundamental challenge of the right now, the moment, because we do not know what comes next. I'm going to reiterate right now. It's all right to experience the four said emotions temporarily, because as I conveyed previously, it is understandable. As children of God, we cannot allow ourselves to get to a point where we believe we should not experience the previously mentioned emotions. For being a child of God does not provide us some all-encompassing immunity from experiencing human emotions. As I said, we are human and we will experience human emotions. We as children of God also see the COVID-19 pandemic unfolding into uncharted territory daily. And we too see the emerging health crisis and issues and consequent economic threat. We don't know where COVID-19 is going, when it's going to end, and, and we might not know when COVID might arrive at our doorstep. So yes, that causes some type of uh, stressors or stress. And for most, it causes a great deal of stress. So how do we as children of God approach and overcome the stress of COVID-19? I know there are a plethora of medical, mental health, governmental, and various other secular sources that are offering and providing advice, recommendations, strategies, and various courses of action as to how to approach COVID-19. And I commend them for their efforts because some of them are very good. However, as children of God, we do not just rely on secular solutions to help us because we possess a deep reservoir of spiritual resources to assist us in facing stressful times. When the news flashes at us faster than we can assimilate, we as children of God are well served to remember that we can trust in God and the word of God always to be our refuge, strength, and help during trouble. That is why the focus of this broadcast is to help us approach and overcome COVID-19 from a biblical perspective. For when we approach COVID-19 or any of life's challenges from a biblical perspective, it enables us to overcome their far-reaching impact and effects in our lives, as well as it helps us assist others. I use the word overcome because many of the secular recommendations and strategies focus on helping people cope with their issues, problems, and our difficulties. And um, people with a coping mentality tend to struggle continuously with their various stressors and gain only a marginal degree of success rather than overcoming their stressors. Additionally, people with a coping mentality have a strong tendency to engage in unhealthy and counterproductive thoughts, perceptions, and behaviors such as drug and or alcohol abuse, overeating, undereating, excessive sleeping, excessive smoking, excessive anxiety, excessive worrying, and numerous other excessive counterproductive behaviors, thoughts, and perceptions. Therefore, as children of God, we should not settle for having a coping 
mentality because we are overcomers and we are more than conquerors, meaning we are able to defeat over power and triumph over our stressors. Yes, we're human. And yes, I know I express we will experience human emotions. But as children of God, we are overcomers through Jesus Christ. The phrase overcoming COVID-19 with a biblical perspective is not just a picturesque piece of spiritual sentiment, nor is it a mere bit of poetic rhetoric. It is not an empty expression of wishful thinking. Rather, it can be the central concept that directs and determines whether we will cope with the stressors of COVID-19 or overcome them. So listeners, how do we as children of God get to the place where we approach and overcome our stressors? including the stressors associated with COVID-19 with a biblical perspective? Well, I'm so glad you asked because over and over again through the pens of the inspired writers of the word of God, we can find passages of scriptures that present God's way of approaching and overcoming the stressors and stress associated with COVID-19 with the biblical perception. My God. However, before we can consider ways to overcome our stressors, we need to understand what stress is and how it may affect us. Because stress can affect us physically and psychologically. Stressors uh, uh, affect how we feel, think, behave, and can have a profound effect on how we approach and overcome the stress of our current COVID-19 crisis. I'm not going to go into a lengthy thing on it. I've done that before through a a broadcast. Listeners, what we must understand about stress is that stress is caused by stressors. A stressor is anything that causes the release of stress hormones and chemicals such as adrenaline or cortisol that prepare the body for physical action. The two broad categories of stressors are physiological and psychological. Physiological stressors put a direct demand on our body. They include injury, pain, or extreme temperatures. Psychological stressors are non-physical emotions. We interpret as negative or threatening. These types of stressors include such categories as events, such as the current COVID-19 pandemic, or situations such as Concerns about employment resulting from COVID-19 or comments such as hurtful insults uh, from someone we love. Stressors can be divided further into absolute and relative. Absolute stressors are those that the bodies of all or nearly all people would interpret as being stressful. A prime example of an absolute physical stress would be to Uh, be exposed to extreme hot or cold temperatures. While an example of an absolute psychological stressor would be concern about an infectious disease like COVID-19. Relative stressors are those that only some people's bodies interpret as being stressful. For example, you might become stressed by seeing blood or an open wound, while an emergency room physician might have no discernible physical reaction to the same sight. 
Stress can cause us to enter what is known as fight, flight, or freeze mode. When our stress hormones are start flowing, you know, it, it, it gets the fight, flight, or freeze mode. It's amazing how God designed our bodies to react to a greater or lesser extent in one of the three ways. Fight is, which is a state of stress in which we feel agitated or aggressive. Flight, which is a state of stress in which we feel the urge to avoid or flee from the stressor. Freeze, which is a state of stress that causes dysregulation in which the energy mobilized by the perceived threat becomes locked into the nervous system, causing us to freeze or become immobile. Literally, we are not able to move. Interesting to note, listeners, modern medical research proves that stress breaks down our resistance to disease. It actually uh, diseases the nervous system and more specifically, the digestive organs and the heart. In fact, 79 to 90% of all visits to primary care physicians are stress related. Keep in mind that stress affects different people in different ways. So just because a person reaction differs from your own automatic response does not make their reaction wrong. So now that we have a better understanding of what stress is here, then is a time for us to understand that regardless of the changes happening around us, God gave us the ability to choose like that. He gave us the ability to choose how we respond. And the intent of this broadcast is to help us to choose to respond using a biblical perspective. Yes. We are uncertain at the moment. There aren't many easy answers to the virus or to its expanding rippling effects on mental health. But we should remember that despite this, the word of God supports a number of tools that we can choose to use to help us overcome COVID-19 stress through a biblical perspective. One response is to accept that there are events that we cannot control. But we must rest in knowing that God is in control always and he has a purpose. So we will trust his plan, even if we do not understand his plan. I know this can be easier said than done. In fact, some people will experience increased worry and stress, uh, the feeling of not being in control or having feelings of helplessness that there is nothing they can do. However, it's important during this time that we realize that God is still sovereign. He is always in control. Nothing that is happening is a surprise to him, nor is it something that he has not allowed to occur for a purpose, a purpose that may only be known to himself. Therefore, regardless of what may happen to others around us, to our families or ourselves, God is in control and we can trust him to accomplish his perfect will through whatever may come. For the Apostle Paul expressed in Romans 8 and 29, for God works all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That does not mean that we will not experience hurt and our grief. But as King David expressed in Psalms 34 and 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. 
Therefore, as children of God, we can rest assured that God will take care of us. God is sovereign and there's no person, uh, no matter or thing that can contend with the authority of God. Instead, they, everything is under the sovereignty and arrangements of God. Whatever hardships and obstacles we encounter, we must believe that all is in God's hands and nothing is impossible for God. As long as we have faith, God will fulfill it for us. Moses would lead the Israelites across the Red Sea. David could defeat the giant Goliath. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego withstood the fiery furnace because they all relied on faith in God. Additionally, while it's true there are things and events that are out of our control, this does not mean there is nothing we can do to reduce risk, ease burden, or take back some sense of control. We should control what God allows us to control and leave the rest to God who is always in control. Taking practical steps to lessen our risk of catching COVID-19 is perfect for taking control where we can. To do this, we must focus on the following six easy and sensible steps. Number one, wash our hands often with soap and water for at least 20 to 30 seconds or use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. Two, keep our hands away from our face, especially our eyes, mouth, and nose. Three, avoid crowds and practice social distancing. Four, Take care of our body by trying to eat healthy, well-balanced meals, exercise regularly, get the appropriate amount of sleep, drink plenty of water, and avoid alcohol and drugs. Five, make time to unwind. Try to do some other activities that we enjoy. Six, connect with others. Talk with people we trust about our concerns and how we are feeling. Another response is to pay attention to our stressors and make our stressors pay attention to the word of God. We can do this by recognizing and understanding our stressors and correct false stressors with the word of God. Specifically, we should ask ourselves, is there more than one stressor? Is the stressor a temporary challenge or a long-term situation? Is it recurrent stressor causing a reoccurring fight, flight, or freeze reaction. Because before we can give our stressors to God, we must know what our stressors are. Listeners, sometimes our stressors are grounded in truth and sometimes they are false in that they are based upon false premises. For example, if we believe falsely that God does not care about us or is not in control of the circumstances of our lives, we may experience stress resulting in negative emotions or fear or despair or anger or panic and false belief. Therefore, we must use the word of God to assure ourselves that no matter what is happening, God cares for us. God never leaves us. God knows what is going on in our lives and God will take care of us. Isaiah 41 and 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Therefore, remember, we must view our various stressors or stress that we experience objectively and examine our hearts to determine why we are stressed. Correct those false stressors or stress and encourage ourselves with the word of God to help us control the negative emotions stress causes. Psalms 34, 17, and 18. When the righteous cry for help, 
help. The Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Another response is to understand that stressing will not help or change our situation or circumstance. So let's choose to pay instead, pray instead of stressing. We know this, but it's imperative that we remind ourselves of this fact during stressful situations and circumstances such as COVID-19 crisis. Jesus told us this in Matthew 6 and 27. Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Of course, the answer to Jesus' question is no, we cannot add a single hour, minute, second moment to our life, nor can we keep ourselves from catching COVID-19 by stressing. Stressing will not keep our family from getting sick. It won't help get rid of COVID-19 and its devastating effects either. Stress will just mess up our present. Proverbs 12 and 25 conveys heaviness in the heart of man, make it this stoop. But a good word maketh it glad, meaning stress leads us to experience counterproductive emotions like panic, doubt, despair, discouragement, depression, anger, frustration, and etc. But the word of God will provide us encouragement, relief, comfort, and the ability to have peace that surpasses all understanding. Oh, yes, listeners, we do not have to stress. The Apostle Paul expressed, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Listeners, we need to turn our stressors and stress into prayer that requires developing a conditioned reflex. We all have natural reflexes, like when we touch something that hot, immediately pull back. Then there's a conditional reflex, something that becomes natural after we've done it so many times. For instance, standing during the national anthem or placing our hands over our heart during the Pledge of Allegiance. It's, those are conditional reflexes. Listeners, we cannot control COVID-19 disease. Hard as we may want to, but we certainly can pray about it. The next time we are tempted to stress about anything, let's pray instead. Let's choose to turn our stressors or our stress into prayer. I know that may be hard to stop stressing. We cannot do it through mere willpower because we are so conditioned to stress, but we can choose to pray every time a stressor presents itself until prayer becomes our conditional reflex in lieu of stress. Listeners, we can do it. Let's choose to take our stressors or stress to God in prayer so much until that is what we do. Listeners, we don't have to be on our knees or in our closet. We can pray wherever the stressor or stress hits us. We can pray on our mind. We can pray to God in our mind. Oh, yes, we can let our requests be known to God through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving in our minds. And through the and the peace of God that cannot fathom will protect our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus from the devastating impact of stress. We can do it. We can do it. We will pray instead of stressing. Another means to approach COVID-19 stress is to avoid unnecessary stressors or lightening our load of stress by removing unnecessary stress or stressors. And remember, we can trust and depend on him to take care of us. No brainer, right? Right? So how do we identify what is unnecessary stress? Great question. 
The way we identify our necessary stress is to ask ourselves whether the stressor A can be avoided or B is it and or B is it affecting our life or relationship with God negatively. Listeners, I am going to be quite candid. Some of us bring stress on ourselves that we do not even have to experience by burdening ourselves with other people's problems. Oh, children of God, many of us are so good at that. We just take on everyone's problems, just loading our lives with stress. You know, if it's not our children, it's our family or our friends or our church members or our job or this or that. We just have to be the fixer of everyone's problems. Or if we are not the fixer, we may be experiencing stress because we force or choose to engage in behavior we prefer to avoid, such as consuming. COVID-19 media reports constantly that just put us in a mental state of remuneration. That is our minds thinking about the COVID-19 constantly with the byproduct being increased anxiety, worry, anger, and depression. Or we may have a great deal of stress because we fail to give our stress or our stressors to God in prayer. All of these behaviors result in stress overload because we take on or keep stress or stressors we should avoid, minimize or eliminate altogether. Taking on too much may mean it is time to draw some boundaries to eliminate stressors or stress. We must start by saying no. To lighten our loads. Additionally, when our own stressors are too much for us to bear, we must learn to give them to God in prayer. The psalmist expressed in Psalms 55:22, "Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved." And the Apostle Paul, Apostle Peter, rather, put it this way in Peter, First uh, Peter five and seven, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. God invites us to give Him our cares, the stressors and stress that this life brings to us. Put our stressors and stress in His capable hands. In exchange, God will give us peace. What an incredible blessing God offers us. God takes our stressors, hallelujah, and stress and gives us peace so deep we cannot fathom it or explain it. Just peace, the peace of God, peace. Thank you, God. When we don't understand peace, God, I thank you. Remembering that we serve a mighty, all-powering God who reigns over every inch of our lives, who is willing to take our stressors and promises to give peace to those who love him should help us approach and overcome stress with a biblical perspective. Well, listen, my time is almost out, so I'm going to use Psalms 91 to sum up or provide many of the means we can approach and overcome COVID-19 or any other stresses. Because the 16 verses of Psalm are filled with the goodness and power of God and cover some of the previously mentioned approaches to overcome COVID-19 or other stressors. And I'm not going to read all of 16 verses of this at this time, but because time is running out, but this Psalm reminds us how God takes care of his children. Psalm 91 conveys he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. The word dwell in this scripture means to 
take up permanent residence. The psalmist reminds us to stay in God's presence for God's presence should be a permanent place of living for the children of God. The psalmist lets us know if we stay in God's presence, we will rest in the very shadow of the Almighty. I love this because shadows by definition are a place of protection or covering. They provide relief from the direct heat of the sun. If the heat is severe, the shade is the place we run to for protection because it diminishes what we feel from the intensity of the sun's heat. I feel the Holy Spirit stirring in me right now because Psalms 91 is so reassuring. It reassures the children of God that during difficult times, we never have to face our difficulties alone. I know sometimes it may not seem like it or look like it or feel like it, but in the full heat of our troubles, when the pressures of life are heated up, when stress can seem like a hot, stifling afternoon summer in Kuwait, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, or the Mahal desert we can rest assured oh thank you Jesus that when we are children of God we can find safety in God's shadow we will never face the full heat of our difficult circumstances and situation God shelters us from that heat he takes us into his shadow and he shelters us from pain his shade his shadow diminishes the intensity of all the heat that life difficulties may stir up and we can rest and have peace, be calm and stay strong in spite of the ferocious heat of life's difficulties. I know, I I know that sometimes in the busyness of difficulties of living, we may attempt to bear the full brunt of the heat of life difficulties on our own. Or sometimes we may forget to recognize that God's presence and protection are available freely to those of us who love him and reside in his shelter. But listeners, oh, thank you, Jesus. We as children of God are never alone in the heat. Psalm 91 is a reminder of that fact. It is filled with the goodness and power of God. It is an awesome reminder that God works faithfully on the behalf of those who love him. We don't have to fear or be fearful in our situation or circumstances. We may find ourselves Psalms 91. Ooh, look at 14 and 16 because they convey because he loves me. Ooh, says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. My God. Those verses are so powerful. They stir me up. Thank you, Jesus. Listeners, they let us know that God takes care of his people. Whatever happens, nothing shall hurt the children of God. Though trouble or an affliction come upon the world, it is not hurt. It won't hurt the children of God, but it will work out for our good. Even though it may get stressful or painful, it's not designed to destroy us. 
I focus us uh, our attention on those because they are reassure us that we don't have to fear or be fearful in any situation or circumstances we may find ourselves even in the midst of COVID-19. Listeners, I cannot express enough that God takes care of his people. Did you hear what the last two verses of Psalm 91 express? My God, they bless me because they provide us reassurance that even though economic turmoil, sickness, and death across the world are happening, God will not allow COVID-19 or any other trouble to, to thwart his purpose for our lives. Those of us who know God will can rest in God and trust him. We can call on him in prayer because we know God's promises that he will in due time deliver us out of trouble. And in the meantime, we know he will be with us in trouble. The Lord God will manage all of our worldly concerns and preserve our life and the lives of our loved ones on earth. So long as so long as it is his divine purpose and good for us to remain here. Therefore, we must not lose heart or give up on God if or when a loved one passes from COVID-19 or by some other means. I say this because I know many children of God have lost loved ones to COVID-19 and some are allowing that loss or losses to discourage them from hoping in and trusting in God. But we cannot allow such losses to result in our losing sight of God's great mercies towards us. We have to encourage, we have to encourage ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. Even if God allows the death of a loved one, because God allows everyone to live long enough to fulfill the purpose or purposes he created us to fulfill. That's why uh, I convey so often we are created on purpose for a purpose. When you think about it from a biblical perspective, life on earth without purpose is meaningless because everyone should live to do the will of God. For we know to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Children of God live to fulfill the purpose God has for them and gain eternal life which is a life free from sin, temptation, trouble, hurt, and pain forever. Let's not be like those who do not know God as our Savior and be dissatisfied with the amount of days that God provides. We should thank God for life, no matter how long or short that God allows, and praise God for his willingness to fulfill his promises to provide for us during our lives. Realizing God's promise to provide for his own as taught in Psalms 91 and then trusting God to keep his word as he always does will help us overcome the greatest stressors or stress. For that reason, I want us to remember Psalms 91. Uh, those verses, uh, if we look at them, uh, 91, um, 13 to 19 conveys what we will do what God will do and why he will do it. And number one, he says, I will, I will rescue him. Meaning God will save us from dangerous 
or distressing situations. I will protect him, meaning God will keep us from harm or injury. I will answer him, meaning God will respond to our prayers. I will be with him in trouble, meaning God will be with us during our stressful times. He will never leave us to face our stressors alone. Number five, I will deliver him, meaning God will never fail to fulfill his word. Out at number six, and honor him, meaning God will fulfill and keep his promises. Number seven, with long life will I satisfy him. God will meet the expectations of his word. Number eight, and show him my salvation. God will let us see his deliverance. And even though there is a lot of advice being given in the word as to how to approach, you know, in the world as to how to approach COVID-19, the sooner we focus on who God is, what God expects and how God works and become unwavering on our beliefs that God is always in control and allow and that to direct all things according to his sovereign plan, the more we will experience the strength, hope, peace, comfort, and confidence that God only God can provide. I remember the words uh, of the old hymn my mom would sing so beautifully that says, Be not dismayed, whatever be tied, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take care of you. Through days of toil then when earth does fail, God will take care of you. When dangers fierce your path assail, God will take care of you. All you may need, he will provide. God will take care of you. Nothing you ask will be denied. God will take care of you. So how can you approach and overcome worry during this stressful season? No, that God will take care of you. God is in control so we can trust and depend on him. Well, my time is out, but I do not want to end this broadcast without sharing with you that John 3 and 16 conveys for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life you know um additionally romans 10 9 and 10 conveys that if thou shall confess with thy mouth the lord jesus and shall believe in thine heart that god hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart one believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation if you believe sincerely romans 10 9 and 10 and john 3 and 16 i ask you you to pray this brief prayer of salvation with me. Gracious God, our Father, I acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for my sins, and you, God, raised Jesus from the dead. I ask you to create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Forgive me of all my sins so that I can serve you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you prayed that previous prayer with me, you are saved, meaning you are a child of God, a new creation. 
all of your previous sins are forgiven. For that reason, please read your Bible and pray every day. Join a church that teaches the word of God. I appreciate you for listening to this broadcast. You may follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or on the RCR network. And remember what I say unto one, I say unto all. Watch and pray. Live holy every day. Remember much prayer, much power. Little prayer, little power. No prayer, no power. I love you. God bless you. Make wise choices. Portions of our broadcast day made possible by internet media providers. Makers of Crosslink. With Crosslink, you can view any Christian television station in the world using Crosslink. For more information, look for the link to Internet Media Providers on this website or app, or visit us directly at www.internetmediaproviders.com. Thank you for listening to God's Inputs for You with Evangelist, Dr. Sharon Westbrook. Tune in next time with Dr. Westbrook about God's Word for Your Life. God's Inputs for You is copyrighted by Dr. Sharon Westbrook's Ministries and the Resilient Christian Radio Network.